Welcome to the Cure Free Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman. In this episode, we're going to do things a little different, but kind of the same. So in this third installment of somewhat of a story time about me, Rain Coleman, and my writer's journey, we're going to get into what I have been up to. So the Carefree Black Nerd brand, of course, is about representation in comics and related media, really dealing with comic book characters, TV, movie, pop culture, video games, etc., anime, and all that good stuff, and representation and how it factors in all of that. With this being the last Sunday of Black History Month, I thought, what, who, how should I discuss things? And I was like, talk about yourself. Shit. Like, (laughs) why not? So we're going to get into something that's a little different, but I have done this twice before. So in uh, Carefree Black Nurse Season 7, Issue 84, Rain Writes, I discussed the National Novel Writing Month 2020. In Carefree Black Nerd Season 8, Issue 94, Rain Writes, I discussed the Camp Nano Writing Month 2021. I will be linking those episodes in the show notes, so please feel free to check them out. Now, this is essentially me holding myself accountable, celebrating myself, and also um, kind of giving a piece of myself to people who maybe didn't know this i don't know if it's a lot of you if it's none of you if it's all of you but i am a writer i've been writing forever and a day that being said make sure to check me out on youtube and on ig at carefree black nerd on tiktok and on twitter at carefree blurred hit me a follow leave a review five stars and all that good stuff so i've been writing for years like since i was a key of course <laughs> when i've been reading forever and writing forever as well now i have um i started i was more of a i've always been a nerd i'll say that i've always been a nerd you know between comics um cartoons novels mystery books like i have been a nerd since probably i came out the womb (laughs) so um writing is not new to me this is something that's just part of me i've been doing it forever but the why of it all i don't really have something particular to blame it on but i can say it's a combination of a lot of things and funny enough it's a lot of things that i've already discussed in the podcast by virtue of having a podcast so i remember being a kid and my godmother was a teacher and she would bring me lord books on top of books on top of books there would be workbooks math english science etc but also like prose books and little comics and stuff and so my mom was a nerd as well she was very much into painting and sculpting and all that good stuff and so she was bringing me stuff and my dad really didn't care. 
he did not care about comics, but he would definitely drop off a whole bunch of them. Like, look, I caught things at the stove. I know you like them. Read them. And I think a combination of that and then, like, public television. So the PBS, I'm a PBS kid, grew up on it, watching the Reading Rainbows, the Lamb Chops, the Mr. Rogers, etc., etc. A lot of that culture of reading and writing and learning and imagination was just I was just surrounded in it. So that was like, it was inescapable. But on top of that, watching things like X-Men, but then also in the same day, turning around and watching like soap operas. And then that night watching like things, primetime dramas unfold. It was like, I, something about serialized storytelling really kind of grafted itself onto me. And so I have, that's just been a part of my life since forever and i really credit x-men and gargoyles and spider-man the animated series and batman the animated series like these were cartoons that were like serious cartoons <laughs> they gave you some serious storylines that was about some stuff and i think also even the art style just a lot of it just fostered that bug to want to you know tell the same stories that i was consuming funny enough a friend of mine shout out to jj had asked me about fan fiction um in a conversation that we were having about you know the publishing um industry as a whole and i revealed to her i was like i apparently have been writing fan fiction my whole life without like having a name for it so i remember oh my god this is so funny there i have a notebook and if I could find any of these things I'm going to discuss, I will definitely make it a point to read some of these entries, no matter how cringe or weird they sound on this podcast. But I had a Power Rangers like fanfic story that I wrote. And of course, I was in there. <laughs> and me and the rangers had to like go to some other dimension and, and fight some monsters and i like of course um i also had some with the x-men i know it was something with wolverine and rogue Ugh, can't quite remember but like i said if i if i can find any of these if i still own them i would definitely i don't care how embarrassing i will read them <laughs> uh, but yeah so I was a fanfic uh, kid before there was, I guess, a title for it. You know, much like who wasn't? We all were writing stories back in the day. And so that, again, I can't pinpoint one exact thing, but I just remember that time of like being excited about writing. And then even past the writing itself, once I got into comics, I was drawing my own. I have my own, like, I know for a fact I have some of the, now that, once I can figure out where all this is, because, you know, for those of you who are brand new, I am a Southern relative, relative, resident, <laughs> but I transplanted from the Midwest, and so I still have stuff that um, is, like, put away, because I don't use it, and I don't need it every day, but I know for a fact I have sketch pads full of my comics, like, that was something I, oh my god so which is another kind of pivotal point pivotal part of my writer's journey because the fan fiction of it all as a kid the writing comics the um 
where it started off with me drawing the X-Men and Generation X and all that and then morphing to me doing my own thing and like putting images to some of the original stories and characters that I've created like I kid you not I'm well into my grown man 30 years 30 30 years old years I have characters in my novels that I am writing now as a as an author that stem from me being a child original characters that have been created from when I was like eight or nine years old six seven eight years old I kid you not not that that's so unheard of but like when I look at it now in 2024 and I look at some of these stories that I've written and then remember those first character designs the different color hair the power sets the settings and locations that they were in the different familiar connections and I'll say this I know that Monet St. Croix has been one of my favorite favorite x-men since i first learned of her existence i didn't realize until recently how deep those roots were planted in me when i tell you and that's all i'm saying on that but that saint croix saint croix family yeah them my cousins for real i don't care what nobody said them my cousins for real <laughs> so if i can get my hand on those sketchbooks i will maybe take a panel or two and post them online and if i do i'll make a note to come back and add it to the show notes for this episode just in case you're listening in the future you'll be able to um, get a link to those uh to that artwork but my god <laughs> oh we comics have been a part of me so all that being said that's that's partly why i started writing and i say that and again, I, I don't have an exact moment in time that I was like, oh, now I have to do this. But it was a combination of a lot of things and about my upbringing and the media I consumed. And I was just around literature like my family. Good God. Well, really, family, friends and everybody like there were books on top of books on top of books. Like you could not escape books. You couldn't escape learning. My um. Uh, a good friend uh, I used to go over to his house and his mom had all these encyclopedias the whole encyclopedia Britannica before Wikipedia and we would like just read through them. again nerd <laughs> but we would just read through them so yeah so again I want to remind you that if you want to hear a little bit more about like my writer's um installments uh that's carefree black nurse season seven issue 84 rain rights nano rimo 2020 and carefree black nurse season eight issue 94 rain rights camp nano rimo 2021 so cool 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 now let's get into some of my current projects now of course <laughs> a little bit of spoilers but not really because y'all don't know about these <laughs> so i have um a few projects actually more than a few i have so many that are in varying stages of completion that it is freaking ridiculous like if you are a writer if you are an author a creative then you understand where you gotta understand where i'm coming from like so oh man so many but with all of these projects when i think about them a lot of it all boils down to a what if like, what if your husband of 10 years cheated on you and left you without giving you the benefit of a confession? What if your family possessed this ancient 
ancestral magic, but you were all so wrapped up in your own lives that you didn't even notice you were not the only one with powers. Or like, what if you returned home for the holidays, a little Christmas break, trying to chill with family, but then you're forced to deal with the emotional trauma that you inflicted on the former love of your life that you once knew? Like, what if? And what if you were forced to, let's say, partner up with your mortal enemy on a mission to assassinate one of the biggest drug kingpins and then you were bit by a vampire and now you and your enemy have to nurse each other to health in order to survive like a lot of it is what if and that um is not a random collection of what ifs those are four <laughs> works in progress that i am currently working on again in varying stages of completion so i have a book that is supposed to be my um my premiere my premiere book this is the book i'm starting off with and that title of like what to publish first i've gone back and forth about this for a little bit because i am dealing with this idea and this is something that i'm struggling with on my own like this is just a personal thing of like <laughs> being typecast as a certain kind of author which like uh put out a book first and then worry about that later <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I have two books that were fighting neck and neck for really the last year for me to decide which one to publish first. And the one book is a duet series. Duet, it, there's just two books to the series. And that is ready to be published. The first one is like completely done. But the thing that's stopping me is that I'm working on the second book. Now, the second book itself needs a little bit of restructuring. I have to go back through the ending and kind of rework some things to make it make sense in my head and to kind of edit out some stuff that I don't really want there anymore. Now, I don't want to publish the first one without the second one being either damn near done or completed in its entirety. And that's more, again, of a me thing. And I am dealing with like, boy, just put the damn book out or wait a little bit longer. Make sure both are up to snuff <laughs> and then put them out within a few months of each other because i just don't want to have a series like incomplete and people just waiting you know what i'm saying so it's like um interview with the vampire <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting so long for season two i don't want to make folks wait <laughs> but with this one um i just want to make sure like the covers are uniform that because it's a series everything about it looks the same from the formatting to the covers to the uh interior to the front and back matter like i want to make sure it's all one cohesive look and so mm, at the time of this recording this is the one that i'm going to publish first and so i'm putting a fire under myself i'm actually making this episode not only to update you on what i've been doing with writing but to also have that added level of accountability because once this is published and out there and y'all listen to this and be asking okay when this book coming out it's like oh you got to get it done so <laughs> that's kind of my my um my process and idea with this first one but with this one the series is set in San Francisco, California, and also in Flint, Michigan. Shout out to Flint. And it varies between the two. And this is a, less of a romance and more of like a contemporary love story. I say that because there's like a strong distinction between something being a romance and having a happily ever after and having certain rules that you have to abide to. And so with this, I think of it more as like a, a contemporary love story. It is, but it's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama. It's some love triangles. It's some grumpy sunshine. It's some young tenderoni going after the 
I ain't gonna say cougar because she's a little older, but this ain't no, you know, Medicare eligible lady. So, but yeah, so that's that. And then I also have this holiday novel, and this novel has been the one that I was fighting or was fighting with the with the duet series to figure out if that one won't be released first. Now that one actually kind of won for the longest time. Ah, it was it won for the longest time, but. I did run into some issues and I have to do some rewrites because it's not to the point that I want it to be. I am so happy with this book. It started off as like eight people at this like Airbnb for the Christmas holiday, uh, college friends, and there was a murder mystery. It, it was this whole huge thing. And it eventually <laughs> boiled down to three siblings, a set of triplets who are home in Flint, Michigan. Shout out to Flint. Uh, for the Christmas holiday and dealing with the emotional relationship issues that they thought they escaped by going away to college. And that one is a romance. It is very much um, it includes some uh, enemies to lovers, some BBW millionaire romance. It has a bully romance storyline like it's a it's a lot. Some some secrets are revealed. Some worlds get shaken up and down. And this is all in the span of like what is that like 11 days you know that that time at the end of the year where school is out but school and work don't really start up until like right after the new year so you're like this long gap of like liminal space of just like snow holidays family and like i don't know reconnecting with loved ones and so that's what this is and that one i really wanted to have that one go out first but i'm like man i don't want to put out something that i'm not 100 percent happy with and i don't want to put out something that um just i ain't happy with and it's a holiday novel so i want to have that uh, where it needs to be well before the fall so that can be <laughs> the holiday novel and yeah and so i have this um historical urban fantasy book it's like um black american gothic is what i'm calling it and it is working it is it is working so i'm working on that one and that one because it is historical it involves a lot more research than the others because the others are just contemporary stories where there's certain things i might have to make up certain things i might have to research but because it is set present day there's not a whole lot it might be like the make and model of a car perhaps like a shoe company <laughs> you know like caterers how does caterers work how does floors work like things like that but with this it is in-depth detailed stuff and i am mm, i'm tired but in all the best ways and so in this one um because it is the beginning stages there is no set release date for this one i do have a tentative one but i ain't gonna stress myself with deadlines i'm not going to do that at all so i have um an idea and i'm doing the work in the back end to get that done just know that i am never not working on these books <laughs> like even the media i consume i'm pulling from I'm like okay what works here what doesn't work for those of you who have watched me like do a cbn movie night where i'm live tweeting a movie or a series or something a lot of that goes into me breaking down shows and movies and stories and figuring out okay why is this predictable why isn't this what pattern is this following why is this happening you know what was the point of casting this particular actor or actress what do they bring to the table you know the the score the cinematography 
photography, the wardrobe, a lot of that is, yeah, I'm having fun and making fun of stuff and, and, you know, having a good time. But I'm also truly digging into what does it mean for this to work? Even when it's media that's considered bad or media that people are making fun of or maybe low budget, it's like that still got made. It still exists. So there is something behind this, even if it's purely because Johnny Cage Smith from down the street just had an extra three thousand dollars and made a movie like that. Even that is worthy of being dissected. And I, that's that's a lot of what I do. So, again, if you see me on the timeline talking about some movie or something and I'm going in on it and making polls and having ideas and pretty much having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is about is me trying to figure out what's what and why does this work for me or does not work for me so yeah there's more than just representation in comics and related media for the sake of like getting the word out there a lot of it is trying to figure out just figure out <laughs> so yeah and i also have a paranormal espionage thriller that i am working on as well now this one this one i don't have a, a, a specific date for it either um a lot of things you might say like damn you got a lot of books i'm telling you this ain't even a half of it there are so many more but something that authors may end up doing is like kind of stressing about our work and that's any creative but specifically authors and what does that work look like and we can have the highest of highs for like days weeks at a time and then hit the lowest of lows like oh this is terrible nobody wants to read this this is trash throw it away <laughs> like you'll cycle through those emotions and what i'm doing is giving myself space to feel those emotions and to take in both the good and the bad and also allow myself to explore these other topics so there was a time where i was like oh you have one project you have to only do that one project see it to completion but that's not really how life works some people have to work that way and i get that but if you are cleaning the house do you only do the laundry from start to finish and then clean the kitchen and then clean the bathroom no you throw some laundry in let that run you might go in, you know, prep the bathroom by seasoning your tub and your toilet and stuff with cleaning and then go in and clean the, uh, the kitchen, take the clothes out the laundry, put them in the dryer, then go in and tackle that. But like there is there is space to do more things at once. And this is not a knock to anyone who has to see one project through because I get that our brains are different, but I'm trying to give myself space to not punish myself for having several projects and several ideas. Um and I especially am doing that because I have this philosophy or this idea, and I think it really applies to more than just writing. And I've, I've, this has been something I've lived by for a long time. So when you're writing a book or even say a movie, a short story, a web series, anything, my idea is once you hit the end, keep freaking writing because you're never going to capture that same exact magic again. I don't care if the project is terrible, it's very bad, no one loves it, or if it's the best thing since sliced bread. When you, for example, let's say you wrote a movie and it is a great movie and you're done and you're like, oh, this is great, wonderful. And then people see the script and like, oh, this is great. I wonder what happened to the main character, such and such. I would love to see, you know, what happens after and this and that. And then you're like, okay, a year has passed. You're like, okay, let me write the part two. 
the part two is probably going to be better because you've had more time of writing more practice under your belt and you're going to just be a better writer but at the same time that magic from the first one is not going to be there even if it's great that's my idea so once you hit the end I say even if it's just writing down a ton of ideas and maybe a few lines of dialogue or some maybe this could happen or this is a setting like keep going because you're already in this space of you're pretty much you're on fire you're firing on all cylinders you got your first thing out and that's great even if you never revisit it if you throw that away and i say that because again let's go back to the movie you wrote this first movie let's say you never do a second one but the fact that you went on and you wrote a little bit more you you played with some different ideas now you five years later are writing a different movie well hell you may have came up with a character for that second installment that you never released. So now, oh, you've done all the work to craft uh, Anastasia and all of the drama that she had in, in the second movie. Just take that character and retool him a bit. That's my philosophy. That's what I think. So like, <laughs> that being said, I have tons, tons, tons of works in progress in varying stages of completion. And I am working on those. And these are just the four projects five books four projects that i am currently working on like that is getting the most of my attention but I, I i love it i love putting pen to paper fingers to keys and getting these stories and voices out of my head onto paper so you guys can read these words on dead trees and hallucinate these stories that i've <laughs> pumped out as well <laughs> so yeah that's that's kind of where i am and so since this is the most recent installment of the rain rights here on carefree black nerd i have um created a author brand since the last um little update on my writing and my writer's journey so i have a presence on social media twitter and tiktok as well as instagram and youtube and of course those links will be in the show notes as well um, i have an entire author tube channel and this is dedicated to my writer's journey where i am posting a bunch of like vlogs me writing the ups and downs of writing uh, getting writer's blog just going through the day-to-day -day details of what does it look like to be someone who is writing it doesn't always look like i'm writing six thousand words every day sometimes it's a whole day has passed i ain't put nothing on paper but i have been brainstorming and i've come up with several different ideas or i've retooled an idea that i had before and made it a little bit better or, or i'm playing with the possibility of this one thing being this but then changing it to being that so yeah and i have some different like writer talk videos pretty much discussing like the business and the necessities of writing chronicling this writer's journey but like looking at the self-publishing portion of it i want to be very clear i'm not attempting to be a traditionally published author that is a whole nother ball game that i do not want to play in um it is a legitimate ball game and kudos and shout out to everyone who is doing the trad pub route but that's not my ministry so um yeah essentially i'm just following my writer's journey my publisher journey from inception to completion and of course i have a podcast <laughs> dedicated to it as well it is reading writing and rain so if you just search reading writing and rain anywhere on your social medias and of course the links will be in the show notes as well because if you have any questions or anything for me regarding uh writing or my writer's journey or whatever use that hashtag rwrpod and you can use it either on my writer's um, Twitter account or whatever, or here on the Carefree Black Nerd. That's perfectly fine. I um, do not, I, I would like to be a resource. Now, I'm not overextending myself, 
but I would like to be a resource with the things that I know. I am very, very um, um, open to share because like there's no gatekeeping over here. We go if you got a book in your heart, you want to write and, you know, you know, a little bit. I know a little bit. We can definitely I'll impart whatever whatever I have. But a lot of that I do over on that um, platform again that youtube has like the hub for everything everything in videos shorts community posts polls all that nothing but writer stuff going on over there so if you feel so inclined go ahead and subscribe and let me know what you think what your thoughts are and of course when i get closer to publishing any and all of these books even if you don't subscribe over there, of course, I'll let it be known over here. I'd like for you guys to be in the know <laughs> for my writer's journey. And, um, you know, again, if you feel so inclined, once the books are out, go ahead and, and get you a copy and, you know, enjoy my uh, these inner thoughts and how they <laughs> what I've been doing for the last all years of my life. So with that being said, I just like to say I've been reading books, reading too, and I know you own it, but it depends on how you kick your game. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this has um, been great. Great Black History Month. Um, I hope you guys are living well, doing good, feeling great and all that good stuff. And um, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky and stay up to date on what books I'm writing and reading over on Reading, Writing and Rain. And uh, I will catch y'all on the next one. I'm watching me, watching me, and I know you